listeners, and welcome to another episode of Girls Interrupting. Uh, with me, as always, are Jackie. Hi. Monica. I'm full of nonsense. And Shelby. Hello. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Black Panther, numbers one and two, written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, with art by Brian Stelfreeze and Laura Martin. And guys, I like this a lot. Oh, hey, Laura Martin. My girl, Laura Martin. Yeah. Like, she's gonna sexually harass sue us. Oh, I was gonna say, hey man, if 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 Laura Martin wants to get with one of us, you know that's all good. Wow, wow, we're gonna get a call, lawyers. <laughs> so you're saying she's gonna notice us? Okay. <laughs> What's up, girl? I apologize right now, Laura Martin, for my teammates. We just like here. your work. Anyway, Black Panther. It was and great. I, I, I have to say, uh, we only read two of these, right? Mm-hmm. And I immediately was like, I Are wish- we sure we read I, the right two? <laughs> okay. I don't sure. know. We might need we, to talk we, about it We're only going to talk about two, but I have read all of them. I was going to say- And they are great. I really wanted to keep reading this because- Because um, it was very they are much, great. I really two wanted pieces of a larger it. story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I felt like two was not even close to being enough because it really was like- cinematic might not be the right word for it but it felt very much like no i think cinematic's right yeah because this was this is a story being told over a set period of time mm-hmm. and uh because the uh, the author is he's a he's a writer he's like a novelist you know yes. and so i think he's his plotting skills is really um top notch well he's I, I really like the the world that he's introducing here how mm-hmm. he's he's showing the struggle that chala goes through in trying to be both a leader and still a member of his community well, it's, it's really difficult in that most superheroes have their secret identity where they just, you know, do their thing, and then they have their superhero identity. But mm-hmm. this guy, he's a king, and also everyone knows that he's a black. So he's both things, and I think it's a really difficult thing to do. Well, it's tough, too. He, at one point, he's talking about how, as a king, it's not about what you do, but about what your people think you might do. Yeah. And so keeping that air of mystery is part of what it means to be a king mm-hmm. but it, it's so hard to do for him to do that because he's also an avenger exactly and he's out there all the time showing them what he can do yeah and i think i mean from my perspective i haven't read a lot of individual black panther comics before and i'm and i'm sure they're usually set in wakanda but my my view of you know his participation and stuff is usually avenger stuff or mm-hmm. you know and so you see him oh he's the king of wakanda and he's coming here to help out and is an avenger and i think you look through this lens and it's like he's just traipsing around with the avengers how often when he has a kingdom to run well yeah, yeah. it's funny too because you only see him when he joins up on teams and stuff yeah and so he, he almost always is like super competent and mm-hmm. really like good. oh he's very good at yeah. what he does but then like you come into his world and like because he's been doing that mm-hmm. shit's just falling apart yeah. left mm-hmm. and right so it's it's really interesting to be in wakanda and see people saying look no actually you're terrible at being a king Mm -hmm. and we're rioting yeah it was a very i mean it was hard for me to read this and not acknowledge at the times that we were reading it in um, in terms of uh, civil discord and and this idea of the greater populace uh having you know what they called it i think they actually called it rage in the comic you know Mm -hmm. and this was written long before yeah the current political well, what I liked, too, was that she, at first they thought she was just like a witch and she was causing all these issues, mm-hmm. but it turns out she's a revealer, so she was just revealing their true feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I actually really, I liked the difference. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that, that she's, cool. that she's, she's not, not putting it on them. Exactly. She's them. actually just yeah. revealing their well, true feelings. Well, and it's feelings. good that T'Challa figured that out, too, because yeah. now mm-hmm. I think it gives him a, a better way of viewing the problem, and it'll be easier for him to actually fix it. Well, exactly, and... 
I mean, speaking of our political climate, mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened, right? I mean, yeah. we we're, we record this on the West Coast, so that'll probably give you an idea. <laughs> Hashtag, I'm with her. Yeah. Still with her. Still with Still. her. Forever. Let's go electoral college voters in December. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, but from... Of it's also embarrassing. All the the hate and all that stuff. So yeah, well, I I mean, there's there was so much good stuff in here. I loved um two women, Anika and Io, who 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 band together and then who who like rescue these women and then make them into an army. Mm-hmm. And when they they burn the words "no one man" into mm-hmm. that field. That was- Holy shit! Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I mean, that was that was some powerful stuff. Yeah, and they're and they're painted as antagonists to our main hero, and it's kind of like, and I don't know, they're kind of cool. So yeah, I don't know who to root for. Because it's hard. They, they have T'Challa has a point, but they also have a point. I'm not a part of a monarchist culture. Like that is mm-hmm. not who we are as well, also Americans. Kind so of- it's hard to really value it. So I'm kind of with them as the rebellion. Well, especially because but- you you see you see um. Io defending Anika there in uh, when she's talking to T'Challa's mother. And she says, look, she felt like she was responding correctly to a man who has been brutalizing Mm -hmm. young women. I can't believe that went down the way it went down. No, no, that's exactly what I was going to say is like, I was actually disappointed in his mother for choosing the the harsh line that she took. Well, it's like, because I was just, she didn't even, I understand what the rules are. I get it. But I also think that there's you context. have to look at exactly context. you have important. to look at what happened. That's straight up mandatory she, minimums. Like well, come she, on, she was defending more people than she killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. she killed one dude who has been going against what you are as a culture, and she saved. Country devolve into anarchy to people who are fighting against the state. And we, as the state, need to maintain order from the top down. Yeah. So if the people who are supposed to be maintaining our order are just making calls on their own and deciding who lives and who dies, we're not setting the right example for our people. So I get that. But I also can't really fault Anika for fucking murdering that guy either. Yeah. So I'm torn. Well, and it's also, also like you have a, I don't want to call them a regime because I don't think that's quite fair to them. But it's like this idea of like you're you're perpetrating exactly what the people hate about you by continuing this, you know, the cycle of violence and executing the people that were actually. Well, I think there's a way to punish her and make it known that she is being punished for murder without killing her. Right. Yes. Right. So I think there was a middle ground there that she just was not willing to find. Yeah. So I can't really fault Io for for stealing the armor and busting out her lady. No. And then they just they, they they go on a spree. They kill some dudes. As you do. Um, I love <laughs> when when they're fighting and there's that one guy left and he's like, um, do do you yield? That and was then so she crazy. Throws him out a window. I was, wa- I was get the fuck out of here. And I had to like double take to see where the word balloon was coming from. <laughs> Because I was like, that can't be from him. <laughs> what? But then I saw he still had his gun. I was like, man, you're stupid. You and then he went up. right out that window. And I was like, that feels correct. Fool, get the fuck out of here. So anyway, it's great. So yeah, I like this idea that they're they're building a rebellion from the ground up f- from with women. 
because the the Dora Milaje are supposed are all women, which I think is great. But now they're renegades from that group, so they're gonna take these other women who are mad as hell, and we're gonna start our own new group. And fuck you. Yep. And it's hard to fault him for it. I mean, honestly, um, feels right. No, because these women are full of rage because they've they've had terrible things happen to them. They feel completely overlooked by the people who are supposed to be looking out for them. I mean, we see stuff like like when after T'Challa takes down the the sorceress, um, what's her name, Zenzi, and he he looks to the people, the Your the women and their will children. Yeah, or, or will or we'll provide for yeah. you. And, and they were like, those dudes are doing it, but you just broke all their legs. So <laughs> now we're fucked. So I don't know what you want. So it's, I, I it really, provides a nuance. I think yeah. that mm-hmm. like, and I think a lot of superhero stories, it's very good versus evil, mm-hmm. and and and, and it, it's it's everything's more complicated than it seems. And I like that that there's layers and there's, you know, who in your head you know who we're supposed to root for. But I think there's all sorts of, the best villains, as we always say, are the ones that have good motivations. Well, but it, like at this point, which one of them is the villain? Yeah, really? that's that's very true. Yeah, but I think I like that. That's the struggle of leadership and understanding. Mm-hmm. you thought it looked like yeah no exactly uh i really like there's there's a line where where zenzi is talking to one of her like head minion guy or whoever he is and she actually says the line i come as a liberator and <laughs> that for me was so uh I'm, I'm sure it was obviously paralleled to the u.s going into uh, mm. I, uh afghanistan and iran and saying well we come as liberators when we have no idea what the fuck we were actually getting into mm. so that for me was also really interesting. I like these this the pol- the politics that are going on here and the different kinds of layers, and and maybe we're heading into a future where Wakanda doesn't so much want a monarchy anymore, mm-hmm. and that is also super interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know too, like how they slipped. You know, how did these other bad stuff, like the, oh, the little think- mini warlords inside of Wakanda, like how did that? Because he was gone for a while. Like, yeah, he was, but, like, his sister was, like, I think there was, it the, couldn't have just been that he was gone. There was a big global, I mean, it was one of the big crossover events that I believe um, mm-hmm. people came into Wakanda and fucked it up. I was I was trying to look back to see what they were re- referencing in some of the yeah. um, the summary pages. I, I love Marvel for those summary pages. <laughs> and um, there was a big fight against Doom where uh, Shuri led an army against Doom and we sort of won. But then almost immediately thereafter, we were fighting against Namor and his Atlantean crew. And Shuri... Why does he got to start a fight? Right? Fucking dick. They um, insulted his honor. And there was a whole <sighs> thing where uh, Shuri and her army of women found out that um, T'Challa had been making secret plans with Namor, even though Namor was still attacking Wakanda. And so they all turned against him Whoops. and like threw him out. So I think he's trying to get back in, but nobody sort of really trusts him because he was doing some backdoor dealings. Well, don't do that. Don't you can't fu- you can't trust Namor. Okay, he's got wings on his feet, so, weird. so he can fly in the ocean. <laughs> so he can swim. No. no. So I think I think we all found that really interesting. Uh, if you guys have some thoughts or some feelings you want to share with us, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Get Interrupted, or send us a longer email, getinterrupted at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com/getinterrupted. And now, as always, we have snacks. Imperious Rex. (laughs) 
of the living feet.